Podcast Answer Man, episode number 260. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. Well, my friends, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. And today I have a fully well-planned out show that is going to be packed full and I'm going to try to squeeze it all into less than one hour. And if I can do that, that will be taking things to a whole new level in my efficiency. Anyway, um, real quickly, I want to give start things off with a random plug of the week. This is something that I love to start things off with helping highlight what other people are doing in the world of podcasting. And of course, this week's random plug of the week goes out to my great friend, Caesar Abid, also another podcast mastermind member. Uh, you will probably get a little bit of a understanding that I'm doing the best that I can to promote some of the amazing things that podcast mastermind members are doing here on Podcast Answer Man, but I'm also trying to find other ways to promote what they're doing because they are the best of the best. And I am just so excited. If you guys want to check out what Caesar Abid is doing, I encourage you to check out the Construction Industry Podcast. And you can go to constructionindustrypodcast.com. And Caesar started working with me as a client uh, quite some time ago. And uh, he basically is, he actually has a business that services the construction industry. It is a company that does remote monitoring of construction sites. Um, Basically, if you can get the idea of putting up cameras and just monitoring everything that's going on, I guess probably there's benefits of security there, but there's also the benefits of being able to embed video on a website so people can get excited about the project and see it coming along Uh, Not only that, but you could actually at the end of it do kind of a time-lapse video. I'm sure there are all kinds of other features and functions and all things that they uh, offer in uh, Caesar's company to the construction uh, industry. But what he's done is he actually created a podcast that is devoted to helping people in the construction industry take their work to the next level. And it's just amazing what he can do. In fact, I happen to know that Caesar uh, just went to a major um, construction industry conference and was going there. And rather than only promoting his own brand and his business and stuff like that, he was going there to take the rock stars of that conference and interview them for his podcast. And just get, just imagine what it sounds like if if all of a sudden you're this big you know, this big speaker that's just been paid ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to come speak at this conference. And then all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and says, Hi, my name's Caesar. I am the producer and the host for the construction industry podcast. Absolutely loved your talk. There's no doubt in my mind that our audience would love to hear what you have to say. Do you mind if we do an interview over uh, a cup of coffee or lunch or dinner this evening? Uh, I, I would love to get you in for an interview. And, and it's like, just imagine just the name, the construction industry podcast. It sounds like it's the real deal. It's the big deal. And it is. And uh, Caesar Abid is crushing it as far as I'm concerned. And if you want to check it out, go over to constructionindustrypodcast.com. It's just like my friend Dan Matson over at Hooked on Wooden Boats. It's about finding that niche. Finding it and so super serving it, as Leo Laporte said in the interview that I did with him. Super serving your niche and and getting the word out. And it really does make you rise to the top as far as when it comes to the authority within a given field. So go check out the Construction Industry Podcast, Caesar Abid, and uh, 
If you like what you see there and you're inspired by some of the content and the way that he's doing things, let him know you heard about him from the podcast Answer Man. Hey, and just a little bit um, after I talk with our good friend Eric Fisher, I am going to tell you about how I had to recently take my web hosting to a whole new level, the next level again. Uh, This seems to be a recurring theme every year or so with me. I'll give you the full details in just a little bit. But right now, it is time to turn over to our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher. And today, Eric, I believe you and I are going to talk about Google Plus and how Google is taking Google Plus to their next level. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Google Plus has had a few different um, updates in a couple different ways. One... I've just started to understand more now through using it more, how it works and how it's different from other social networks, as well as they've updated their iPhone app. And they've also announced something that has been around for a little while, but has now become something uh, available to everyone, which is called Google Plus Hangouts on Air. This is all very exciting stuff. I think what I'd like to do is start off by talking about Google Plus on air because I think for podcast content creators, this is going to be the most important information they'll want to take in at this point. This is something that uh, they just announced on their blog this week. And um, real quickly, do you know what, how, how would you describe what a Google Plus Hangout on air is? Well, a Google Plus Hangout on air is different from a Google Plus Hangout in the fact that you can live stream uh, something and it actually uh, coincides or cooperates really well with a YouTube channel. So you could even direct people to go to a, lo- a YouTube channel and watch this live. So basically, with a with a Google Plus Hangout, and and by the way, how many people can be in a Hangout at one time? Do you remember? I believe the limit is ten. Okay, so for for active participants. There's not a limit for people to sit and just listen or watch. Right. But as far as people who can actually, you know, have a microphone open and a video camera on, you know, attached to the service where they can interact in via audio or video, it's up to 10 people. And the, the thing is, though, is that you still have to invite people to come. You have to you put it out. You have to invite them, your circles on Google Plus and and one of the problems that I've had with Google Plus is that not everybody that I want to come and participate is on Google Plus, and therefore I've had to actually find a creative way of getting a link that will allow somebody from Twitter or Facebook to click through and see that they could join us. And then oftentimes those people had to either sign up for a Google Plus account and get all that stuff, and and it's a it was a little bit of a hassle. And it's not necessarily all the time that I wanted everybody to come and turn their camera on and stuff like that, but I would love to just be able to have them participate and watch the switching of the video back and forth. And that's what on air allows people to do. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what it's going to do. And and the, the, the key piece here though is on air means that it's, it's out there for the public. Like anybody can come. Hangouts used to be where if you weren't invited, you couldn't, you couldn't participate. You couldn't, uh, if you weren't one of the ones that was actively allowed into the circle, so to speak, you couldn't see what was going on. It says here in the blog post, it says broadcast publicly by click or by checking the enable hangouts on air. You can broadcast yourself uh, your live hangout from the Google Plus stream. So basically, you can still do it the way that you've always done it. Right. You could actually do it on your YouTube channel. And it even says or on your website to the entire world. So, right. so well, first of all, why wouldn't YouTube channel be to the entire world? But we won't go there. But anyway, so the it says it, so it sounds to me like you can actually be broadcasting your your hangout. Uh, people could go to your YouTube channel, and I guess that first page, you know, your your main landing page for your YouTube channel is going to have that live hangout. If you have a live hangout happening, and people can participate, I wonder if you're on the on the channel there, if people can comment or if they can type in or if they can click to join easily or something like that. Um, the other thing is what a, it's talking about or on your website. And what I'm hearing is the rumors are is that we're going to be able to embed a live hangout on your website. So for right now, I'm using gspn.tv slash live. We're using live stream. You and I are talking with one another 
and we're using Skype and I'm broadcasting the audio out. But let me let me think about this. If, if this is true, is it possible that you and I could be connected via, uh, just you and I connected via Google Plus Hangout? So you and I, are, and, and, and when I'm talking, it shows me on the screen. When you're talking, it's showing you and our audience are, uh, who are in the same place where they are now at gspn.tv slash live. I suppose I could even use my own chat room that I'm already using. But what would happen is they would actually be seeing, um, you know, you and I both face to face rather than just a picture of me sitting in my studio uh, talking to you to. Well, they don't see you at all. Right. This is exciting. Yeah. It's a viable option. It, it, it sounds like it. Now, of course, it, that's yet to be determined. Uh, they'll, right. They're rolling this out to millions of people. And from I, last I checked, which was two days ago when I first heard about it, um, it wasn't turned on for me yet. But they said within the next couple of weeks, it'll be turned on for everyone, which is, I think is huge. And uh, let's see here. It says here that the, they also will allow you to record and reshare. Now, this is something I could do with Ustream as well, to be honest with you. I could actually click record on Ustream and, and stuff like that. To be honest with you, I've never done it just because I, I haven't been a huge fan of the the player that's available from Ustream, the embedding, and supposedly you can up to upload it to YouTube. And in the early, I'm sure it's better today, but in the early days, it wasn't um, it wasn't as quality as what I would want it to be. And not to mention the fact that it wasn't until just last week that I actually started using my Logitech C910 HD webcams. They actually gave me a, a decent enough picture where I might even be interested in doing something uh, to to make it more video worthy, but with this, they're saying that once you're once you're off air, once you go off the air, we'll upload the public recording to your YouTube channel for you, and to your Google Plus post. That way, it's easy to share and discuss your broadcast after it's over. So this, I mean, this sounds amazing. It sounds like Google could potentially take live streaming for podcasters to a whole new level. They could potentially do that, yeah. And like you said, it it, it remains to be seen how well this works out. And and of course, one of the things you're wanting to maintain is the uh, discussion, the live chat discussion that's going on while you're doing a live show. And and what I'm questioning is if people are, do you need to monitor two different chat rooms? One that's on the Google Plus Hangout in and of itself, or also the the chat that you'd have set up on your website where this was embedded, not to mention chat that may potentially happen on your YouTube channel, depending upon where people are watching it. Or do you just kind of proactively say, all right, everybody just go to this one place, go to gspn.tv slash live and chat there where people are and watch it there. That's you know? what I'm thinking I would do. I would actually go, I would, I think just in my mind, what I would say is go to gspn.tv slash live. That's where you'll see the embedded hangout and you'll, you'll have the chat room instructions so that you can chat just like we do today. And, and basically what I would do is inside the Google Plus Hangout where the post is, where the comments are or whatever the thing is, is I would say, listen, uh, please note chat is taking place only at, you know, we're only monitoring the chat over at gspn.tv slash live. Right. So we th- those are things that we can handle because honestly, Ustream, guess what they do? They have their own chat room. They, I think they have like a like a branded version of their IRC and of IRC. And they also have this thing called the social stream, none of which I use nothing. I, I, I do not. I've never used Ustream's chat, never liked it, never will. And so I've always brought my embedded audio. Matter of fact, I don't know if, if anybody's watching me via the Ustream channel right now. Uh, if you're looking to chat with folks, it's over at gspn.tv slash live. And I used to even put that on the screen. And matter of fact, that's another reminder. I could actually put that as an overlay on right. the screen. If if you're in a chat room and nobody seems to be responding, then you're in the wrong place. Head <laughs> over to gspn.tv slash live. Yeah. I like it. Anyway, so that that's Google Plus Hangouts on Air. Just announced that it's going to be rolled out to everyone. This is big news. Now, last night I did an update on the Google Plus application for my iPhone. Yeah. Wow. I I'll be honest with you. I've been pretty down on Google Plus. I I have not really 
I, I mean, I tried it for about a week and a half and I was just super frustrated by the lack of people there. Um, it, it just didn't seem worth my time to invest. And I, and I always felt bad about that because I know how much Google is taking this goofy product, uh, into account when it comes to SEO and, and showing up in search results and stuff like that. And that was really frustrating me. It's like, man, I feel like they're manipulating me, trying to convince me to use their service just so that I'll maintain a decent standing within their other product. And I, I just felt that was horrible. But I'll tell you, I'm hearing uh, Father Roderick, I'm hearing you and several other people saying, wow, I'm really getting back into Google+. And last night when I fired up this new version of the iOS, I, I got to say, it is beautiful eye candy. Yeah, I was delightfully surprised when I opened up the iPhone. The i Well, it's iPhone. It's not iOS. Uh, there's no iPad app. But uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I I wanted to just flip through just for the sake of the animations of each time you opened up a new or you scroll through, you know, your your circles, the way that it kind of just brings it into view and it's and I can't properly describe it. You'd have to try it out. Yeah, yourself, this is something but. you have to experience. But and not only that, but just the way that it shows the the user's image and then it has like a kind of a bar. It's kind of like Facebook has its timeline. You know, you've got the user image profile image and then you've got the big, you know, the big image behind it. Well, this one's like a it's similar to the new Facebook timeline, you know, top image, but it's 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 uh, more rectangular uh, and, and slimmer. And it seems to take the avatar of the person and it seems to be doing something where it's recognizing where their eyes are. And I don't know. It's hard to describe. You have to see it. It's (laughs) I mean, it's beautiful. I will tell you that that you you know what appearance does a lot. And I think that if anything, um, I think this also is a way that I can tie this into podcasting directly. Uh, you know, so much of social media and how we are going to market our brand, it all ties in one way or another. But this is something I want to point out for podcasters is your the way something looks determines how oftentimes how people feel about your brand. And I'll be honest with you, when I started using Google+, when I, it first came out, not only was I frustrated by the lack of people there, the only thing it had going for it was the Google+. Plus Hangouts. That's the only thing that appealed to me whatsoever. The rest of the interface, especially the web interface, it was awful. Even the iPhone app, it was awful. Was it functional? Did it do something? Yes. Did it offer something? Yeah, but it was still ugly. Now the web interface has a new design and I haven't quite figured it all out yet, but but it's it, it is cleaner and it's it looks nicer and it's still not great. But man, the iPhone application makes me want to use Google+. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud, but I even thought for a second, wow, with this interface, I'd almost rather interact with people on my mobile device with Google+, using this application than I would Twitter. What did you just say? I know. What? It's not true, though. <laughs> it's not well, true. The I, thought I was there. The same thought. The morning. thought was there. But but you know what I did think? I did think for the very first time. This is a place where okay, and I and I know you're gonna cringe. I know you're gonna cringe, but I don't care. Um, I I am thinking. Okay, now how can I syndicate what I put on Twitter to Google Plus? Yeah, I I, I will semi cringe. But well, the thing is, is that I I'm not looking to use and and by the way, I know that you're prepared, and we still got another ten minutes. So I know that you're prepared to tell us the new insights and why you're drawn back to Google Plus and why it's different and all these things. And and maybe you'll convince me. But for me, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, those three things are channels of communication for people who happen to use one service and prefer one service more than the other. And my desired goal is that if I'm going to promote somebody else's product or service or their blog post or content, if I'm going to share an exciting news story that I just found, or if I want to announce that I'm going live with the podcast, or if I just want to just say what, Hey guys, check out this awesome picture of me and my kids hanging out today. If I want to do that, I, I want that same message to go to anybody and everyone who might possibly care. 
And the thing is, is that some of those people who care only use LinkedIn. Some of them only use Facebook. Some of them only use Twitter. And some of them only use Google+. And very few... Uh, well, okay. In my okay, I'm a super geek and stuff like that. So a lot of my followers actually do use multiple services. They use more than one. But most people, for the uh, for the most part, only use one. They prefer one over the other. They check it more often than the others. And therefore, I want that same message to go to all places for the mass maximum effect. And I just figure, especially those who follow me, who are using multiple services, they're geeky enough to learn how to turn me off on Facebook or LinkedIn or Google Plus if they don't want to see the same message on Google Plus as I put on Twitter, right? Yeah, but I think that's that's key. I think it's, you know, you with each network, I mean, here's the thing. I have seen you tweet something on Twitter as well as it go over to Facebook. And depending upon which one I was on at the time, that's where I interacted with what that same exact piece of content. Exactly. And so is there, and this is something that actually Father Roderick, and, I, and there's a discussion that started on Google Plus this morning where he's talking about do you cross promote or not? And he tries to limit it as much as possible and use each prefers to use each platform for its own strength. Twitter for quick news, updates, and tips. Facebook and Pinterest for photos and sharing lighthearted content. And Google Plus for in-depth discussions. And I think from what my experience has been, he's dead on in each of those being different. And it's not that you wouldn't post the same piece of content or the same question or the same, you know, hey, let's, it's the same thing in all three, four, whatever, all these different networks. It's that know the strength of what that network is you're about to post and maybe take the extra 30 seconds to a minute to tailor it a little bit better to each one and you, you'll you see more return. So you basically, you're saying, Eric Fisher, you're saying, Cliff, you know, hey, practice what you preach. You tell bloggers, you know, fine, it's great that you have this wonderful message that you want to share but don't take your written blog post and just read it in audio form onto your podcast. Or, you know, don't, sure, you're a great public speaker, you've got prepared speeches and stuff like that, and and so, hey, you know, don't go out there and try to speak to your audience as if you were speaking to a whole conference room full of people. Take your message and rework it and, and rearrange it so that it's built for the medium. Gosh, Eric Fisher, I hate it when people tell me I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I I will not say that you're a hypocrite. I will say that you are struggling to navigate the digital world. <laughs> oh, th- thank you. That's so much better. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, yes. And I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because obviously there's no putting a 140 character text message, you know, just screen capturing that and putting it on Pinterest. That's not going to work, right? Right. <laughs> Although that is kind of funny. That that is one way you could syndicate your Twitter messages. Maybe you could create like an um an if this then that formula where basically if you know if a post shows up on Twitter, then do a cl- get cloud at screen capture of this portion of the screen and then upload and then sh- post that to Pinterest and anyway. On this specific tweet board <laughs> yes. that is the best of the best quotes, but anyways, I don't think I've ever told, told, by the way, I just mentioned something that was probably Greek to a lot of, uh, listeners. It is almost as if I just spoke a different less language, uh, real, just real quickly. If you haven't heard of, if this, then that I encourage you to check out I F F T T dot com or no, I F this, then that I F T T T. Yes. If dot yes. com so if three t's it's if dot com so just go check it out if this then yeah. that uh just google it if this then that it's a cool service i've still not used it i just see a bunch of other people using it and baking up all kinds of great recipes and uh just just the mention of it here on podcast answer man should give you plenty of hours of wasted time tr- trying to figure out how to make the best use of it for your own services so anyway eric sorry to interrupt you okay tell us how you have been inspired to use google plus differently well we are both planning on attending blog world new york yes 
And I was thinking ahead to the fact that I don't hate flying, but I don't love it either. And I was trying to think, hey, what I want to crowdsource this and at the same time do a test of my social networks and see what responses I get. So I posted essentially this question, how do you kill the time when you're in between flights or on flights, et cetera, when flying? And I posted that to Twitter, to Facebook, and to Google+. And on Google+, I was getting almost nothing at first. Twitter, I got the most immediate response, and then it fell off completely. Facebook, I got a bunch of responses, and that kept going for a while. But then the funny thing happened is that then Google Plus started picking up. And as I kept going back and interacting with the piece of content, and I did this with the other ones too, by the way. I retweeted or responded, and I even commented on some people's Facebook comments on my original post. But I kept doing the same. I did the same for all of them. Google Plus had much more long haul longevity. It was a marathon. It was what I found to be an actual ongoing conversation. And that surprised me because I had not had that happen before. And I thought, well, you know what? Part of probably the problem with me not getting anything out of Google Plus is me not giving anything to Google Plus. In right. other words, I wasn't willing to stick it out. And so a friend of ours that, that I met, and I think you will, we both met at uh, PodCamp Nashville a while ago, Jonathan Nation, stuck it out with me and kept an ongoing conversation and really kind of coached me through saying, you can't, I mean, he, he was as gentle as possible while being stern that you can't just say, hey, I'm posting it. Here's a post. I'm posting it as a test to see if anybody uses Google Plus and then have like cricket, cricket, two people post. Yeah, I know, right? That's not, an, that's not a real test. So I decided to try actual conversations, which, you know, the whole flight, you know, how do you deal with your time on a flight? Right. Question was. So that kept going. Then somebody reshared my post and said, Hey, my friend over here, Eric Fisher, is looking to, to get more insight on this. And then that jumped up and somebody mentioned me. And I mean, seriously, 30 plus, 40 plus comments on it, me included. And then my original post got more. I mean, it was it was kind of surprising. So I've been using it on a more daily basis where I check in at least once or twice just to see what's going on and and then now Father Roderick has, and I've noticed you have a few more times. So I think it's a different network in that you can find your niche there and find deeper relationships than you can. It's almost like a long form Twitter in a way where, and at least that's what I'm using it for, is Facebook for me is more family and friends. Twitter is more any and everybody professionally and otherwise. And Google Plus is how I take the Twitter and make it and drill down into it more niche, like people that like writing or productivity or inbox zero. And the fact that you can do hashtags on there and I can type hashtag inbox zero and that people that other people that want to learn about inbox zero will find my post about it on there mm -hmm. because they're searching by hashtags and you can save hashtags as searches. So for example, I even went and did BWENY and looked at all the posts on Google plus about people that are, Talking about Blog World New York. That is awesome. So, you, you know, one of the things that I have found that, uh, you know, just like Pinterest, I, I made a joke. You don't want to just do a screen capture of written text and put it on Pinterest because they, you know, it's, it's all about posting pictures. Uh, but what is interesting about Pinterest is, gra you know, the fact that you get a screen, a thumbnail of an image that is appealing. And what I found, even mostly in Google Plus, when I do take the time to go there, which hasn't been a lot late, you know, recently, you know, lately, but uh, more recently, <laughs> excuse me, more recently, I am taking a look at it. One of the things that I've noticed is that I skip over all the just the text. If I mean, unless it's somebody that I recognize their name or see their face and it's like, oh, I wonder what that person is saying. Um, but most of the time I skip over anything that's just the text based thing, even if it's just, you know, a couple characters, a couple sent a sentence, a single sentence or even an entire three or four paragraphs. I completely overlook it all together, but I never fail to look at a post that starts with a picture or an embedded video. Just a note. And that's on Google Plus? That's on Google Plus. And if you now do you see why that would be a bad thing to just auto syndicate a tweet there? Because that, you yourself wouldn't even look at it. 
well, I, I, I can see, how about this? I won't say that it would be a bad thing because if you don't have time to create an appealing image that's going to pull people's attention or to create a video post and ask your question instead of typing it, then I still believe that if you are not going to invest anything there, it, it might be okay to syndicate some things over. I agree. It, it, but it, then again, you just have to ask yourself, you know, wh- why bother? But, uh, you know, going back and forth. But definitely, I could see saying, you know what, here's my question I'm putting out to Twitter, and I will syndicate it out to fin- Facebook and LinkedIn. But I am actually going to take the same question or the same update. And if it's so important that I get engagement on it, then why don't I just turn on my webcam, record myself a little short video, and post it right there on on Google Plus. I dare you to do that test. Hmm. We'll see. And see the difference there. I th- I think it might be interesting to see how that works. So Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Eric, man, it is always a pleasure to have you on as our social media correspondent. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in NYC in just about uh, three weeks, my friend. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for everything. Thank you. All right, my friends. Next up, I am going to tell you a little bit about how I had to recently take my web hosting to a whole new level once again. Now, many of you will recall that, um, let's see, I think it was episode number 165. Uh, Let me just take a look here. I will tell you, no, 196. So Podcast Answer Man, episode number 196, back on February 10th of 2011, I had announced that I had finally outgrown shared hosting. I I think that I had outgrown it quite a bit before then. I tried, I, I, I think maybe I just blamed a little bit too much on GoDaddy uh, for the fact that my resources were always exceeded and and I experienced a lot of downtime with them and and I, I guess I've learned over time that uh, you know what I think it's time to to move into a, a server that can host you know let's say more than twenty people at the same time that would be nice uh, well I moved things from blue from GoDaddy to Bluehost Bluehost servers were working for me for a very long time and had great customer service with them. But in February of 2011, I had finally gotten to the place where my site was getting somewhere between two to 3,000 uh, know, unique users per month, and I knew that you know, the, the resources were kind of getting stretched because if I was to send out a tweet or something like that, I would know that you know, 40 or 50 people would be on my site and it would come to a, a slow crawl, which would be about you know, 60 to 90 seconds for the site to load. And it's funny, my next door neighbor, as I'm recording, has decided to mow his lawn right as I'm recording my show today. But that's neither here nor there. We'll just have to move forward. But anyway, um, what happened was I moved over to servant hosting. I shared that, uh, you know, became very much um, a fan of their service, mostly because I heard about them through Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn shared his experiences with them. I asked them a ton of questions before I made a decision to move over and decided that these people are great and I want to switch over. And I signed up for their least expensive plan going to the $49 per month plan that is the essential VPS hosting. And for the first year that I've been with them for, you know, all the way up through about February of this year, uh, things have been great. Uh, it, 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 no problems whatsoever. However, within the last couple months, people like Michael Hyatt, who has an audience of well in excess of 200,000 people on his blog, uh, and lots of other people who follow him on Twitter and his his podcast and some other places. He's consistently bringing up my name and exposing me to his audience, which, Michael, thank you so much. You're you're one of the reasons why I'm paying more for web hosting now, and I thank you for it. Um, uh, let's see. I think it's uh, Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner. They've been doing a whole lot, talking about me a couple different places here and there. And and other people like that, just people from anywhere with with as as many as 200,000 plus uh, subscribers or community members and people with, you know, 750,000 or more uh, community members. And all of those people are talking about Podcast Answer Man, LearnHowToPodcast.com, Podcasting A to Z, The Podcast Mastermind. All of these things are getting out there. This brand is being spread and my numbers are increasing in, in great droves. And what happened was a couple, 
re, a, a little while ago, um, I did a blog world chat. I think it was either last week or the week before. And I got on the blog world and there's, I don't know, maybe 60, 80 people live doing blog, the blog world chat. I already had people on the site uh, checking out the learn how to podcast. You know, all the people who were already there from other things that I had uh, tweeted about earlier. Just my site already had, and not just my one site. I'm not just talking about podcast answer man, but gspn.tv and virtualassistantpodcast.com and a bunch of other sites that I own all are on one hosting server. And when I did the blog world chat, I was linking a lot of, I had pre-written all of my posts in response to the questions I knew they were going to ask. And I was just driving 80 people back to my site over and over and over and again. And I'm talking about, you know, we're, we're talking about 80 people trying to load as many as, you know, uh, three pages, you know, every few minutes. And it, it just basically brought my server to its knees. In fact, it got to the place where my server wasn't even available uh, for like 45 minutes because it completely it just it it went over everything that it had to throw at it. In fact, the four hundred or forty nine dollar a month plan only gives you, I think it was seven hundred and sixty eight megabytes of guaranteed RAM to, to compute and process all the things that uh, your WordPress database and servers and plugins are, are throwing at it. Now, yes, I do have a caching. I've got W3 total cache. It was configured properly. But even with the caching and all of those things, there was still enough processing that needed to happen to load all of those pages that I was linking all of those people to that my 768 megabytes of guaranteed RAM and my and and I actually even on that account had up to 1.5 gigabytes of burst RAM available to me. I was exceeding all of that. So um, a couple days later, I, I finally had some time. I worked with the support department of Servant, talked to them, and they went through all of my stats. And it turns out that they said, you know what? I, I was actually going to go to their $200 a month uh, dedicated server, and. Uh, and I, and I noticed that the dedicated server it didn't list that it had unlimited um it didn't have unlimited off or daily free daily offsite back or yeah daily backups of your server account um, there were some other things that were included in the VPS options that aren't automatically included in there so I asked them I said is there you know based upon my usage statistics is there anything that I can do as far as upgrading into another VPS account and I was told that I would probably be sufficient with the ultimate VPS account which is their package for $129 per month and this gives me three gigabytes of guaranteed RAM at all times that means that my site my my website when it needs to go churn and 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 process information from the database and pull out information and put it on the site I'm guaranteed three gigabytes of RAM for that. And I also have six gigabytes of burst RAM. So um, I, I basically said, uh, you know, hey, if you think that that's going to work, go ahead. I immediately gave them the approval. I upgraded to the ultimate VPS. I went out to lunch with my family. Actually, no, I went out to dinner with my family. By the time I got back, it was all done. We're talking about an hour. And what they did is they took my entire cPanel and just copied everything word for word. I mean, every single thing just got copied over to a different computer, a different server that has these available resources. And then as soon as everything was copied over, they flipped one switch figuratively and boom, my site's now running and pulling off of a new server, my new account. And ever since then, it's been perfect. In fact, I went on to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and everybody. I said, listen, I need as many of you to please respond. I am trying to stress test my new server. Please come. And I think I got up to around 55 people on the site at the same time, bouncing around page after page after page. And I was going page after page after page and didn't notice any slow times. It was taking about one to three seconds per page to load the site. And that was pretty amazing for me. And it basically got rid of all of those issues. I think that I could probably do that same blog world chat now and be linking all of those people back. And 
honestly, I, I think even with what I have now, it might take somewhere between maybe three to five or seven seconds to load each of those pages with that many people on there. But still, I'm at a place now where, you know, we're not talking 90 second wait times for a page to load or the potential site is not available or in inability to reach the database. So I just want to let you know, sometimes you even need to take your website to the next level. And this, my friends, is a problem that I am not um, upset about. I, I think Michael Hyatt and Michael Stelzner and Dan Miller and all of those other people out there, Pat Flynn, um, Adam Baker, Derek Halpern, all of these folks out there who are consistently telling other people about my site, putting links to my stuff in their in their blog posts, mentioning my URLs for learnhowtopodcast.com in their podcast. Keep doing it. I don't mind paying for more bandwidth, more processing power. It doesn't bother me at all because it has done nothing but increase the exposure to my brand. And not to mention, it's increased the number of people who are, number one, going through learnhowtopodcast.com, which is free, then moving on to a lot of my digital products or requesting one-on-one coaching consulting or interested in my podcasting A to Z course uh, or also who are considering the podcast mastermind. So this is amazing stuff and I'm very, very happy to have the problem and uh, also happy to tell you that the problem has been solved. It is absolutely wonderful. All right, next up, I want to tell you real quickly that I also learned uh, just recently that another announcement has been made by a company that I love, which is LiveFire, L-I-V-E-F-Y-R-E.com, LiveFire.com. If you've come to PodcastAnswerMan.com and clicked on any of my posts, you'll notice that I use LiveFire's commenting system. And tomorrow, as I'm recording this on May 10th, 2011, uh, tomorrow on May, Friday, May 11th, they are going to release their new commenting system, version three of LiveFire. In fact, they actually have, it says here that it's a, they've rebuilt it from the ground up. Uh, that means that they're going to now off, it's going to give even faster posting and load times, which I haven't really noticed a big issue with their load times personally, but uh, always glad to see that they're pr- taking things to a whole new level. They are, they are actually going to be releasing a new, a simpler look with more functionality, they say, and there's going to be a powerful new administration dad, dashboard. Now, what they are breaking it out is two different things. There's the comments three features and the dashboards three features. Comments three features says it's going to be simple, simplified, easy to use, custom design, uh, customized design, rich text editor, so I guess... Uh, you're going to be able to maybe use some bold and underline and put links. I, I don't know what that all means, but we'll see when it comes out. They also have this media attachment drawer. So maybe you can include a photo or upload a file if I turn that on. Facebook and Twitter comments are going to show up within the comment stream as they come in timestamped, I, I believe. Enhanced friend tagging and sharing and options for users to go in and edit their comments if they notice they made a typo or something like that. And then in the new dashboard three features, moderators can edit comments. So that means that if I notice that you made a gross error on a typo, technically speaking, it sounds like I might be able to go in and edit your comment. And I'm sure it would probably say con- comment edited by the edit- by the moderator or something like that. I think I've seen that on other commenting systems. Anyway, it says more filter and search options with less clicks, new user section in the admin panel, and real-time and bulk moderation updates, and much more. Anyway, I'm I'm always enjoying when a, a, a service like LiveFire comes along. They have been so responsive to anything that I've ever asked them for, and I'm absolutely thrilled with them on my site, and I'm looking forward to seeing their new version three of the software. So uh, be on the lookout for that if you're using LiveFire. And if you're not using LiveFire, go check them out. Uh, it is uh, L-I-V-E-F-Y-R-E.com. And you can take the commenting s- system on your WordPress site to the next level. And uh, I also want to say real quickly here, the podcast mastermind has going, been going extremely well. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about it if you've been listening for a very long time. We launched the Podcast Mastermind back on February 1st, 2012, 
It has now been in existence for three full months. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to podcastmastermind.com. And if you wouldn't mind, go through and listen to that podcast episode again. I believe it's episode 246. Anyway, if you go to podcastmastermind.com, listen to that that episode again, read through that information, and I want to let you know that I am accepting new applicants, new members for the Podcast Mastermind. More than 40 people have already signed up, and if you want to see what some of those people are thinking after their first three months, I encourage you to go to the comment section on episode on that episode. Let me just go real quick and just confirm that's 246, but link, Pam... And then it is Mastermind. So podcastmastermind.com and it is episode number 246 of Podcast Answer Man. But if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see at the very, the most recent comments are from existing Podcast Mastermind members and they're giving testimonials of what they think about the Podcast Mastermind after being paid members for three months. And I I hope that it is uh, helpful to you. Um, And also... I did record a brand new ending to episode 246 just to update it for, um, you know, recent information about the pricing and and things of that nature. So if you have any interest in being in the podcast mastermind, as as I said, there are many benefits to this thing, far too many for me to go in to to talk about right here, right now, but certainly uh, you have to one of the one of the small benefits, and it's actually not one of you. It's not even the greatest benefit, but one of the smaller benefits that I offer is promotion, and not just from me, but from other members of the podcast mastermind. There's no doubt in my mind that you guys have been listening to Podcast Answer Man, and some of you have been listening to some of the other shows of GSPN.TV. I am always promoting members of the podcast mastermind. So that's, and that's just one of the benefits. Go over to podcastmastermind.com. Let me know if you're interested. Actually, the best way to let me know that you're interested is simply go and grab the application that's available at the end of that post and submit an application for membership. I would love to have you on board and talk to you about whether or not you're ready for the podcast mastermind. And I have one more thing that I want to bring up here. Uh, a friend of mine who happens to have a blog about social media and and all kinds of things. Uh, he he actually had a, a friend of his post questions about landing interviews. I guess they had been talking about interviews that recently, and and uh, somebody posted a comment on their site, and this person asked me to respond to the comment because he didn't know exactly what to say. He says, but being that you do podcast consulting and coaching, chances are you might have some words of wisdom. So what I would like to do is I'd like to read to you what this person wrote on the person's blog. It says, I would love to read an article about securing guests for podcasts. Of course, it's much more difficult to do so versus on-air radio shows, but I'm sure there are tricks to the trade. Uh, for example, I score the interview. Let's see, I scour the interwebs looking for cool internet shows and track down some of the guests that they've had on. They are more likely to appear on a podcast having done one before. So, so basically, that's one of the tips that he's learned from for himself. Now, in response to this person, here are some insights that I gave. So much of this has to do with um, your own mindset but the first the first thing that I would recommend that you do before you go out and invite people onto your show number one have a great looking website um, visual appeal means a lot uh, you know the the fact that somebody's gonna be you know featured on your website as a guest you know that do they want to associate your brand, their brand, with being featured on a show that has a website that looks like yours? That's a question you might want to consider that is possibly going to go through their mind. Number two, the same thing goes true for the audio quality of your podcast. Do you know? Can they click play and say, "Wow, that sounds great. That sounds professional," or "That sounds uh, like it would be a great representation of my brand." Uh, so, number one, have a great looking website, have great sounding audio, and have great content as well. Sound like you know what you're talking about. Sound like you have 
uh, thoughts that people are interested in hearing. Share information that is valuable and relevant to your audience. And if the interviewee and the stuff that they might share in that interview would also be relevant, they would be happy to be a part of, you know, being featured on your brand. And here's the thing. Uh, The next thing is ask people and provide a link to them to your, uh, yeah, provide a link to your site, to a a sample podcast episode that they can preview. And here's the thing. When you ask people to be a guest on your podcast, um, they're probably going to be more likely to say yes to you, provided that you have a great looking website, great sounding audio, and great content on your shows. If you have those three things, they're more likely to say yes to you as a podcaster than they would if you had an on-air radio show. And why? What are the benefits? Number one, it's a worldwide audience instead of just a slow, small little geographic region. Even if it's Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, oh, wow, you could potentially reach 50,000 people in the area, blah, 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 blah. You know what? 50,000 people aren't going to be listening for the 20 minutes that you're on the show. Uh, you know, are there 50,000 people out there who may tune in every now and then, you know, over the course of a month? Sure. But the, the fact is, is that your radio show, you might have maybe a couple hundred, maybe even a thousand, fifteen hundred people. And the thing is, is those people who are browsing the dial, they're just they're channel surfing. Whereas your podcast has a targeted, narrow niche focus, hopefully. And and all of a sudden you're, you know, them getting in front of your audience is exactly the audience they want their brand to be represented to. Heck yeah. It, so it's it's a worldwide audience instead of a slow, small geographical region. It's a targeted, narrow, focused audience versus this broad audience that may have just happened along that radio station and got tired of pushing the scan button. All right. Also, the interview is recorded and available to be listened to any time at all rather than only available live to the people who are listening at that moment in time. You know, and and some radio stations are good, or at least some of the radio programs on the radio stations are good in that they have created podcast forms of their show, and that's wonderful, but still, a majority of them don't, and certainly the people you're interviewing aren't quite aware of, you know, that all the time as well. And, and this helps in archived Google searches as well. And I'm just going to demonstrate this for you by playing this piece of audio feedback that just came in to me this week. Let me go ahead and cue, cue this up for you right here. Hi, my name is Paul Drasnin. I'm calling from West Bloomfield, Michigan. And I'm calling to let you know that I uh, found you on Google. I had uh, Googled uh, Telos One and um, came up with JK Audio and Telos One review by you. And in your uh, video, it said something about someone might be seeing this in 2012. Well, that's me, and I want to let you know that I saw it, and I've since signed up for your mailing list, and I'm uh, looking at your products, and thank you very much. Bye. All right, so there you go. There's That's the message from Paul. He just this week found me as a result of Google. He just signed up for my mailing list as a result of finding me via Google, and he's looking at my digital products for a potential purchase. All of this. And when did that video get recorded and posted to my site or that episode or whatever it was? It was actually Podcast Answer Man episode number 137. November 30th, 2009. November 30th, 2009. Let's see. This is 2010, 2011, 2012. So we're almost three years later. And that one recording on my that one podcast episode just got somebody in from Google and actually that post gets hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people from Google every single month. Hundreds and hundreds and has ever since it got put up there. It's one of the most popular episodes that that is on my website. Anyway, this person's thinking about buying products and what's so funny is that in the video I did, I, it, it, back in 2009, I said, like, you might be listening to this and you might be viewing this in 2012. <laughs> and so Paul wrote in. And so do you see the power of having an interviewee on your show? I mean, people, I still today, 
Hey, Cliff, I just found you through Pat Flynn because he had you on his podcast. Do you know that was over a year ago that Pat Flynn had me on his podcast? And still today, I get about 10, 20, 30 people every single month who write me an email and say, hey, Cliff, I found you as a result of Pat Flynn and the interview that he did with you on his podcast. And that's one of two interviews that I did, and they were both over a year ago. And that, and by the way, that's every month, all of those people write to me an email saying me that's how they found me. And that has nothing to say for the number of people who found me through Pat Flynn, through those interviews that were recorded over a year ago. And don't write me an email to tell me. So all I see is that the num- the traffic to my site is going up and up and up. And that's my friends is why you must not say to yourself, well, it's obvious that people are going to be more likely to say yes to my interview request if I had a radio television or radio on air show versus a podcast. Now, if you think of your podcast as second fiddle to radio, you're absolutely right. The chances your confidence is pro- your lack of confidence is probably going to come through your communication. You probably are writing an email saying, hi, I know I don't have an official on-air radio show, but would you come on to my measly little podcast? It would be a really great honor and it would, you know, whatever. Seriously, you got to, it's like, hey, I have an opportunity for you. My audience desperately loves the work that you do. I desperately love the work that you do. I think that this is great. If you have anything to promote, I'd be happy to help recommend it. I think this is great. When can I get you to uh, scheduled on the calendar to come on it for an interview? I'm telling you that almost every single person I've ever reached out to has said yes, and they will say yes to you. And the the way that you're going to get more yeses to those interviews, have a great look in sight, have great sounding audio, have great valuable content, and do the asking. That, my friends, is how you're going to pull that off. And with that, I'm going to... Oh, what in the heck happened there? That was crazy. Oh, you know what? I was playing around with a test the other day and I changed the start time on my soundbite to actually click in at 156 seconds into the audio. So that's why it didn't start off here instead. Anyway, with that, my friends, I am going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for checking out Podcast Answer Man, all the products that I have over at podcastanswerman.com slash products. For those of you who are thinking about joining the Podcast Mastermind, send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com if you have questions. Best thing to do is just go ahead and get the application submitted to me, either by attaching it to an email or sending it to the address that you'll find on the form for the application. I would love that as well. Oh, real quickly, I want to say thank you to those of you who have used my Bluehost affiliate links to sign up for a shared hosting account with Bluehost. And I'm going to get a list of those people for you right here. It is butchgibson.com, butchgibson.com, and booksquirt.com. I happen to know that booksquirt.com is Brett Jonas from goatmilkstuff.com and uh, PJ and uh, Jim are actually having all the children, I believe, uh, start blogging for their homeschooling projects. So anyway, thank you so much, Butch Gibson. Thank you, Brett and PJ and all the Jonas family for signing up. As you guys know, I get a very generous commission each and every time somebody uses my affiliate link to sign up for a Bluehost account. And if you want to, just go to podcastanswerman.com slash resources and you will see a link that you can click on to sign up for your own hosting account with Bluehost. Also, one last reminder, I want to let you know that my audio is cutting out. That is not a good thing. Oh, by the way, I just had a major crash in my audio system. I wonder what that is. Let me uh, unplug this and then just plug it back in. And uh, there we go. Maybe it's the audio port wasn't quite plugged in. Anyway, I had to upgrade my... I actually went out and got a brand new 27-inch iMac for my production machine because because my production machine, the hard drive went out on it. 
And thanks to Time, uh, what is he called? Time Machine, the backup, I was able to get a brand new 27 inch iMac in here. And about five hours later, it was completely restored just as if it was the other system. My older system, uh, which is I think about two years old now, uh, is going to be back to me probably within the next couple days and I'll have two 27 inch iMacs in here. But anyway, that's why that was all happening. Oh, I was going to give you one last announcement. Blog World NYC coming up in three weeks. If you haven't signed up to attend, you can still do so. Just go over to podcastanswerman.com. Click on the link over on the right-hand side of the image that says, I'm speaking at Blog World NYC 2012. It'll take you right there. That's my affiliate link for signing up. Use promo code GSPN10 and you'll get 10% off of registration. And also, if you can't make it live, you can get the virtual ticket option there. And you can save 10% as well. God bless you all. See you next week. Until next time, take everything you do to the next level.